All right. Welcome on this Sunday evening. We're hitting you twice today with a, another podcast. So thankful that you joined us here today on the Doc Washburn Show. This is a very different type of uh, talk show podcast. Uh, it is uh, the brainchild of Doc Washburn, uh, who's out for the next few days. He's running for governor against Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her $13 million. And uh, so we're sitting in doing a little bit of work. I'm Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc. And uh, we're just happy that you're here tonight. I've got a great show lined up for you, hopefully. And uh, I'll be, uh, for those of you who are listening live, uh, you'll, of course, catch it uh, before midnight. But I will be posting this after midnight. And it will be our Monday show. So I'm going to go ahead and doing it now. I got to hit the road, uh, fairly early in the morning. And, uh, so I'm going to be on the road all day tomorrow. I'll be back here, uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, it's very possible, uh, Doc will be back, uh, on the air on Friday. Uh, he just has, uh, an unbelievably, uh, heavy schedule the next few days. And so, uh, we just kind of made the decision to, take some of this off of him. So thank you to all of our listeners that will be watching this later. Also, thanks to our great advertisers. We appreciate you so, so very much. So not going to be in a big hurry tonight, uh, but I think it's going to be a great show. Really excited about it. We're going to make a little bit of a transition tonight and uh, do more reading off of Gab uh, instead of uh, Twitter. Just kind of making the transition there. I don't know if Doc will uh, do that uh, in the days and months and weeks to come because he has such uh, a presence on Twitter. Uh, but uh, I've already kind of made the transition uh, myself personally, uh, but you can catch me uh, on Gab at Donnie Copeland or on Twitter at Donnie Copeland. And, uh, and uh, of course, the Dot Washburn Show or DotWashburnShow.com. Uh, you can uh, catch us there. Uh, catch us on Twitter at uh, Doc Washburn Show, and then Facebook, Doc Washburn Show as well. And uh, so anyway, we're just so thankful that you joined us tonight. Looking forward to uh, a great show. Got some great things lined up for you. Uh, some things come out of France, which are not surprising whatsoever, uh, that it looks like uh, there is some major uh, uh, scandal going on there relative to uh, the election, and uh, nobody is uh, surprised by that. Uh, listen, all these globalist uh, statists, uh, they're all in this together. And so uh, uh, nothing, uh, absolutely nothing is um, a surprise there. Uh, you know, and, and here's the thing is uh, if you say that, just like Doc, he could not say that on Cumulus Media. Uh, so so when you're not able to say something um and, and you're not able to voice your opinion on something, there's something wrong uh, right there. Wouldn't you agree? And so uh, uh, anyway, we talked about today the consent of the governed and uh, America's waking up. Not only America, France is waking up. Um, you know, it's amazing. Someone brought this out on Gab, said, you know, isn't it amazing that in America, the people, the politicians that the people hate the most are winning and then uh, France, people are out in the streets in mass uh, campaigning and protesting against uh, Macron, and uh, he he wins by 14 or 15 points. 
According to the exit polls, it just simply does not add up. Uh, Joe Biden couldn't get, you know, couldn't draw flies to a picnic and he gets 80 million votes. There's no way. You'll never make me believe it in a million years. I'm also going to talk. I, I did a little teaser earlier and I didn't add this in, but I, but I want to, uh, I, I want to explore tonight uh, because I believe the states are becoming uh, are, have always been, but are becoming even more, uh, important. And our founders uh, amazingly and divinely saw this, uh, that the states were, uh, the, uh, antidote to, uh, the, the, the overreach of the federal government. And so, uh, governors have never been more important than they are today. Uh, and I was thinking about, and I'm going to touch on it a little bit. I don't have a ton of new information, but I have some that Doc sent me, but on the, all the food processing plants. So we're all sitting around waiting on the FBI, right? Uh, but we know the FBI is corrupt. It is rotten to the core. Uh, it is rotten from the top to the bottom. We like to say, well, you know, at least the rank and file in the FBI is, you know, are good men and women. I believe there's a minority that are good, and I believe there are some wonderful agents in the FBI, but I believe the FBI is corrupt from the top to the bottom. I believe uh, there are absolutely some good people in there, but I believe just culturally it is rotten to the core. The IRS rotten to the core. All the rest of it, uh, CIA, uh, uh, NEC, TSA, rotten, 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 rotten. It's all rotten to the core. And so, States have never been more important. Uh, governors have never been more important. Legislators have never been more important. Uh, and, uh, state senators have never been more important and, and on and on. Uh, and so I was thinking about these food processing plants that are burning and I saw a graphic while ago. I think it was PJ Media that brought it up and I'll try to pull that up. It was uh, something that Doc gave me a little bit earlier and, um, I, what I noticed about that was, uh, you know, a lot of those were in southern states. There was one in California. Uh, there was a lot of, there were several in Florida. There were some out, uh, in the, I'm thinking maybe Puerto Rico. There was several in Georgia. Uh, most of those seem to be in the middle of the United States to the south. Uh, I know there was one, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, up in, um, up in Northwest Arkansas, I believe that burned. And, uh, so, so here's my question. Look, we know the FBI is corrupt. So why don't we get our own state police? Why don't we get people, uh, in, in our own state police to go and check this out, get investigators on it, get some high level. I know in Arkansas, we don't have like you have in some of the other states who have a state bureau of investigation. We have the state police that does uh, like uh, investigations for police shootings and so forth that happen in municipalities. Uh, so we don't have a uh, a uh, Bureau of Investigations, as it were. But, uh, you know, I, I think you use the state police, you use a task force from some of the um, uh, municipal uh, police or law enforcement agencies, and you go in and you find out what happened. You find out what's taking place in these processing plants, and, uh, you, you know, you get the highest level and find out the garbage is happening and, uh, and trace these people down. Same thing for voter election, uh, voter fraud, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, um, Arizona, uh, Georgia, uh, you know, uh, of course in Georgia, you got a bunch of corrupt Republicans there, not much different in Arizona, 
Um, you know, and, and so, uh, Wisconsin is a, is a Democratic governor, Michigan's Democratic governor, but you got, you know, state, uh, Republican majorities, I believe in the House and Senate in Michigan, uh, maybe even in Wisconsin. But, uh, you know, I think what we have to start doing instead of sitting around going, waiting on someone to do this is we, uh, start looking at this uh, from a state level and then arresting people. Uh, and, and if the legislature is to come in and make it a state uh, felony, uh, if you tamper with, if you make, uh, and it, it probably already is, uh, but you start making an example of these people and you bring uh, that graft and you bring that Chicago style mobster uh, garbage into our state and uh, we're going to put you in prison. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your last name is. I don't care if your name is Obama, Clinton, or whomever else. We'll put you in, in prison and let you stay there the rest of your life. And, uh, you know, let the let the MSNBC and CNN howl at the moon all they want. And so uh, and uh, extradite these people that are behind it and, and get uh, as a bloodhound, get on this stuff and don't get off of it. And so. I think it's uh, so, so uh, very important uh, that uh, the states become uh, become involved in this. And I think it's, uh, you know, just very, very uh, necessary that they become involved in it. So um, what what uh, I would love to see is um, is our states become much more involved and not sit around and wait on the federal government. They're not going to do squat. You know, and certainly the 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 uh, the uh, federal uh, politicians, they're not going to do squat. You know, they're going to have meetings and they're going to talk and they're going to have uh, focus groups and they're going to have panels. And at the end of the day, nothing is going to happen. Uh, but you go in and you get the, you know, Bureau of Investigation for the state of uh, Nevada and you dig into this shooting uh in Las Vegas and uh other things that have happened in other states and we quit waiting on the federal government waiting on the FBI the FBI is too busy trying to find who put their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk uh, all the republicans that is uh the democrats that sat in the middle of her office and you know had a sit in and protested and and stopped uh the workflow on, on you know certain days and uh, brought in and just by force took over her office obviously they're not going to get in any trouble uh oh but man the the you know the guy from arkansas that put his feet up on nancy pelosi's desk man they, they want to hang him for the highest gallows uh you got people in jail over over 400 days in jail uh what a travesty people in jail uh without bail you got drug dealers you got murderers you got uh illegal immigrants who murder people who are out on bail and these american citizens uh who were lured in by the FBI it's it's plain as day what happened and uh they're they're no more than political they are simply political prisoners and they certainly need our prayers uh and understanding uh we're going to go ahead and step in here real quick get one of our sponsors in and uh and then move on but I want to when we come back I want to talk to you about and this wasn't on my agenda either but I I just been on my mind really strong and that is why do uh, red states, specifically red state governors, why do we allow uh, our educational systems 
to be taken over by liberals and uh, and they're state funded. Why do we allow that? Why do we let that happen? Uh, and the other part of that question, what really got me to thinking about that was uh, as as much as I love Ron DeSantis and as much as I'm thankful that he pushed back against Disney and uh, the CRT and the, you know, the uh, all the sexual uh, orientation that is trying to be cast upon our children. Uh, the interesting question is, why did uh, the legislation that was signed and was sponsored to protect children, why did it stop at the fourth grade? Uh, and so that, that really has me flummoxed. And uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll explore that a little bit here in a moment. So uh, right now, Doc's going to give us a little, uh, a little bit, a taste about uh, River River Your Way. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guide you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. All right. Thank you so much for giving us that opportunity to let you know about Red River Your Way and uh, uh, great car, car dealership. Uh, Doc actually got his car from there uh, just not too long ago. So uh, I'm, I'm over on uh, Gab uh, News. And uh, wanted to uh, just kind of uh, uh, look at uh, some things here on Gab News, um, and I think it's uh, I think it's so. Uh, there's a great guest post uh, by Chris Jenkins uh, called "A Reformation Is on the Horizon." It says the cataracts from over a century of the fractured theology and eschatological disappointments are beginning to fall from our eyes. Uh, uh, a return to robust, no-frill historic orthodoxy along with the optimistic, hope-filled view of the future. Uh, and our world has suffered too long. The ambassadors of our culture and the representatives who were meant to change it and bring it to Christ have been preoccupied with escaping the world instead of engaging in it. And uh, I think that's so true. I'm speaking, of course, about one of the most pessimistic eschatological systems ever created, a system that has dominated our culture and world for at least the last century, and that's dispensationalism. I'm not being overly unfair by calling it pessimistic. Uh, and basically, uh, dispensationalism says, you know, there's kind of this is what's going to happen in a section of time. There's really nothing we can do. Uh, and the pushback from that is what Jesus said 
that we are to be salt and light. And uh, the amazing thing, I, I talk to so many people and they say, well, you know, uh, politics is so dirty and dark and and so hopelessly corrupt. Uh, but, you know, if, if you uh, go back to what a fifth grade science lesson and that is that uh, darkness is nothing but the absence of light. So if you were to add light, any amount of light, if I'm, I'm in a, you know, in my office here at my house and uh, there's a staircase and there's, you know, several rooms, dining room, uh, living room, kitchen, uh, media room back in the back. And uh, it's a pretty large area down here on the bottom floor, you know, probably, I don't know, 12, 1500, uh, maybe 2000 square feet on the bottom floor. And uh, if I were to turn out all the lights and make it pitch black in here and just turn on my little light on my phone, it would light up this place because uh, darkness cannot overcome light. But what we have said for so, what we have said for so long, maybe not so much in our words, but in our actions is, well, politics so dark, you know, I'm just not going to get involved. And consequently, it stayed dark because of the lack of light. So, so thankful for uh, people like uh, Doc Washburn, so thankful for people like Conrad Reynolds, uh, so thankful for people like uh, Glenn Youngkin and Virginia, and men and women, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Thomas Massey, uh, Jim Jordan, uh, just a handful of people that said, you know what, I'm uh, uh, I'm not going to be satisfied with just things being dark. I'm going to add what light I can. And I, I think that is so, so uh, very uh, Im- important. Um, let's see. Um, uh, here's something breaking right now. Uh, Kemp lets Purdue f- uh, flail in the wind during Georgia primary gubernatorial debate. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let's, let's dig into this. Uh, those two are are, you know, basically, I think, uh, two sides of the same coin. Um, so it was last December when former uh, Senator David Perdue hinted that he would enter the race to uh, primary incumbent Georgia Republican uh, Brian Kemp. As my colleague Bonchi said earlier, a few months later, right in this headline, David Perdue files to run Georgia again because Republicans never learn. He wasn't kidding. Kemp and Purdue faced off in the first of three GOP primary debates on Sunday night. Purdue's performance against Kemp will leave no one wondering why he skipped out of a debate against John Ossoff when running in 2021 to hold on to his Senate seat in the runoff election. Let's just say it wasn't because he was overconfident about prevailing on May 24th. But if you really need to see the two clips for the 90-minute bout to know that, the first one begins with a question to Purdue, the moderator asking him to present factual evidence that there was voter fraud. Purdue spends over a minute outing alleged fraudulent activity, outlining uh, fraudulent activity in both 2021 and each situation lambasting the governor and the office for not acting. Then Purdue closes with, he's not only tried to suppress evidence, he's tried to cover it up, talking about Kemp and falsely individuals trying to bring this to light and get the truth. He said it was a clean election. He denies anything happened. Purdue talking about Kemp. Kemp responds, I never said that ever. Purdue cuts him off asking him if he denies saying that. Then implies that Kemp thinks John Ossoff and Joe Biden won fair and square. Kemp replies strong and begins the two-minute mark in the video below. He not only chides his opponent for mischaracterizing his words, but checked off actions both his former Georgia governor 
uh, our Secretary of State, Georgia Secretary of State, and its governor to curb the real, uh, very real voter fraud that goes on. He specifically points to one of the left's major coups during the pandemic, the ballot drop boxes, which you noted were approved by the State Board of Elections. Kemp then points at Purdue's failure to sign on to a lawsuit to contest the special election immediately after the Senate, uh, after his Senate loss. He just completely turns the weak attack around on Purdue. There's one thing for sure uh, every consultant tells a candidate to do in closing. Whatever else you include, make ca- make your case to the voter. That is, why should the voter choose you, not the other guy? And Purdue's remarks, he doesn't do that at any point. The entire thing is a rant against Purdue alleged malfeasance during 2020 election. Uh, but but let's just be clear. Uh, Kemp and Purdue are the same side of, of uh, are, are the double side of the same coin. They are both you know, uh, feckless. They're both, uh, neither one of them are going to be worth, you know, uh, anything whatsoever. And so, uh, I could really care less until you get a real conservative running in, uh, that, that race is not going to matter. And certainly neither one of the, those two, uh, are going to be, um, uh, going to, to, to be, uh, any type of change. Uh, also, uh, GOP gains could be twice what the Cook political report predicts. Who cares? If we don't get new uh, leadership, as I said today earlier, it's not going to matter. Uh, China was in charge of the COVID cover-up uh, shocker. 2017 Memorandum of Understanding between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the University of Texas Medical Branch at Galveston. See, that's what I'm talking about. This happened with the University of Texas Medical Branch. People from the University of Texas that were involved in this, and and uh, you need to let the Bureau of Investigation in Texas, the Texas Rangers, uh, get a hold of this, dig into this, and and uh, and try people and send them to prison. Uh, and, and quit waiting on the FBI, quit waiting on other people to do this. And that's just something that kind of hit me today. And that is that, you know, I think we've got to get to a place to where, uh, we have states that are taking on these things and not waiting. Um, uh, when Bruce dies after lighting himself on fire outside the Supreme Court, when Bruce, the man who lit himself on fire outside the United States Supreme Court has died, according to reports, uh, he was, uh, contesting, uh, climate change. Uh, boy, that helped. Um, the 1963 list, uh, current communist goals is becoming a reality right before our very eyes. Uh, let's see what their goals were in 1963 and see what kind of, uh, progress they have made. The 1963 list of current communist goals, uh, I was, uh, what was I, two years old? Uh, let's see. Here were here. Here's their goals. Um, U.S. Uh, acceptance of. Um, let's see. That can't really be read. Um, let's see. Mm. U.S. acceptance of coexistence as the only alternative to atomic war. Um, U.S. willingness to cap, uh, capitulate in preference to engage in an atomic war. Develop the illusion that total disarmament by the United States would be a demonstration of moral strength. Boy, does this sound like today's playbook? Permit free trade between all nations 
regardless of communist affiliation, regardless of whether or not items could be used for war. Extension of long-term loans to Russia, Soviet satellites, check. Provide American aid to all nations, regardless of communist domination, check. Grant recognition of Red China, admission of Red China to the UN, not yet, but coming. Set up East and West Germany as separate states in spite of Khrushchev's promise in 55 to settle the German question by free elections under supervision of the UN. Prolonged of conferences to ban atomic tests because the United States has agreed to suspend tests as long as negotiations are in progress. Allow all Soviet satellites individual representation of the UN. Uh, talking about their, you know, Georgia, uh, Ukraine, uh, all of those. Promote the UN as the only hope for mankind. Check. If its charter is rewritten, demand that it be set up as one world government. This is in 1963, folks. You don't think this has been the, the, the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of one world government is working uh, since the beginning of time. Resisting the attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. Check. Do away, do away with all loyalty oaths. Check. Continue giving Russia access to the U.S. Patent Office. Check. Capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. Boy, that's happened. Uh, the Democratic Party is gone. The uh, Republican Party is not far behind. Use technical decisions. I'm talking about the 1963 goals for communists uh, here in America. Uh, use technical decisions of the course to weaken basic American institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights. Check. Get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers associations. Put the party line in textbooks. Check. Gain control of all student newspapers. Check. Use student rights to foment public protests against programs or organizations which are under communist attack. Check. Infiltrate the press. Get control of the book review assignments, editorial writing, policymaking positions. Check. Gain tr- c- control of key positions, radio, TV, and motion pictures. Check. Continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. An American communist cell was told to eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings. Substitute shapeless, awkward, and meaningless forms. In other words, get rid of Confederate uh, heroes, get rid of uh, even Union heroes and put up, you know, the the pitiful mess you see in uh, the squares of Chicago and all the big cities. Control art critics and directors of art museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. Break down cultural standards morality by promoting uh, uh, genitalia is the word here, obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio and TV, present homosexuality, degeneracy and promiscuity as normal, natural, healthy behavior. Folks, this was in 1963. I'm on uh, Gab News. This is the 63 list of current communist goals. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it reads like, uh, somebody is reading out of, uh, the political landscape of, uh, 2022. Discredit the American Constitution. Oh, eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in schools on the ground that it violates the principles of separation of church and state. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible. Emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which is which does not need a religious crutch. Uh, eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression. Discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out of step 
with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation, uh, cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. This discredit the American founding fathers, prevent, present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. Uh, throw in some racism there as well. Belittle all forms of American culture and discourage the teaching of American history on the ground that it was only a minor part of the big picture. Give more emphasis to Russian history since the communists took over. Support any socialist movement to give centralized control over to any part of the culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, mental health clinics, etc. Eliminate all laws or procedures which interfere with the operation of the communist apparatus. I'm again talking about the goals of the communists in 1963. Discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Check, check, check. Infiltrate and gain control of more unions. Infiltrate and gain control of big business. Transfer some of the power of arrest from the police to social agencies. Treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric disorders which no one but psychiatrists can understand or treat. Dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws as means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influences of parents. Attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. Create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition, that students and special interest groups should rise up and use united force, in quotations, to solve economic, political, and social problems. Overthrow all colonial governments before native populations are ready for self-government. Internationalize the Panama Canal. Repeal the the Connolly Reservation so the United States cannot prevent the World Court from seizing jurisdiction over domestic problems. Give the World Court jurisdiction over nations and individuals alike. Folks, you don't think we need Donald Trump. You don't think we need uh, men who will, and women who will fight against the globalists, who will fight against the st- uh, status in this country. Uh, we have never been in a place uh, where we need that more than we do. No wonder uh, they would steal an election. No wonder they would go to any, uh, any height, anything they could do to try to steal this election. Uh, I'll be right back here in just a moment. Going to uh, give you a little bit more time with another one of our sponsors. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says Schedule Call Now. You click on the red button. You book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. 
Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at myfamilyhealthplan.com. Yeah, and if you're like uh, Doc and like myself and you can't remember websites, can't uh, remember uh, phone numbers, just go to docwashburnshow.com, docwashburnshow.com, and you'll see all of our advertisers. You'll see Red River Your Way, Justin Minton Law, My Family Health Plan, uh, Jonathan Presswood, uh, Edward Jones Investments, and Turn My Power On are the uh, Central Arkansas Upward Cervical Center. If you're in Arkansas, all those links are on our website, docwashburnshow.com. You can just simply, those are all live links. You can click on their logo. It'll take you right to their site and uh, take good care of you. So thank you again. Uh, we're going to head back uh, in, and talk a little bit more about, I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, you can find that over the Vigilant Citizen. I'm going to go ahead and post this on our Facebook page uh, so that you have it. I think it is uh, so very um, needed, and I think uh, I, th- I think we I think we uh, have to continue to stay uh, vigilant and uh, aware of what's going on around us because uh, it is it is unbelievable when you read this. It looks like I mean it, it's it's just uh, it's just unbelievable. So uh, I'm, I'm going to move on to um, I'd like to talk about. Uh, the uh, Gab, uh, uh, the Gab News, uh, uh, what the fake Gulf War atrocity allegations can teach us about Ukraine. Um, this is actually American greatness. And it's one of my favorite uh, of, of all uh, places to go. Julie Kelly uh, is uh, one of my uh, favorites. But what can the fake Gulf War atrocity allegations can teach us about Ukraine? And basically what Joseph uh, Lippincott is saying here is uh, Americans should reflexively distrust every claim about Putin's war crimes. Uh, because one, we know this, we know this to be true. We cannot believe the media. The media always has an agenda. Listen, one agenda the media does not have, and that is to simply deliver you the news. That much we know. Am I right? Uh, that, that we know. And a lot of times we don't think about that. We get caught in, we, we know it innately, but we get caught up in it. Oh, look at that, man. You know, this happened, that happened. Uh, but jo- Josiah Lippincott, I think I called him Joseph, Josiah Lippincott, uh, wrote earlier this month, Joe Biden referred to Russian President Vladimir Putin as a brutal war criminal who should put, be put on trial for his actions in Ukraine. Biden then used allegations of war crimes to call on Congress to provide more weapons and money to Ukraine, demand increased sanctions against Russian citizens. Folks, this is so predictable. We know that uh, Joe Biden is uh, inexplicably uh, corrupt. His son is inexplicably corrupt. But even President Trump, who should know better than to trust anything coming out of the D.C. swamp, especially when it comes concerns Russia and Eastern Europe, has seized upon the war crimes language. He has echoed Biden, in fact, calling the Russian war in Ukraine a genocide. Trump isn't nearly as crazy as the leftists, of course. 
He just like he lacks the requisite bloodlust. Still, Trump and his supporters have plenty of reason to be skeptical, skeptical of claims that the Russians are committing atrocities. We Americans have a long and proud tradition of being lied to in war with false and lurid claims of war crimes abroad. We would do well to develop a healthy sense of distrust for anything about which the media, the White House and both parties are in agreement, especially when it comes to the American intervention abroad. Man, there is no truer words that have ever been spoken in the world. Anytime you get the establishment of the Democrats, the establishment of the Republicans and the media all giving you the same uh, thing, then you better you better run. Most Americans at this point know that 20, uh, 2003 war in Iraq was based on the lie that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and intended to use them. The infamous image of Colin Powell holding up a vial of white powder before the United Nations is proof positive of the willful deception engaged in by the Bush administration to push us into war. Less well known is that the first Gulf War was also based on a lie. Unpacking the precise nature of that lie is instructive for our contemporary situation. Listen, uh, the, the old saying goes, the, the greatest lesson we've learned from history is that people don't learn from history. But on August 2nd, 1990, Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. The immediate response from President George H.W. Bush was to compare uh, Adolf I'm sorry, Hussein, Hussein to Adolf Hitler. In an August 8th speech from the Oval Office, Bush argued, if history teaches us anything, it is that we must re- resist aggression or it will destroy our freedoms. Appeasement does not work. As in the case of the 1930s, we see in Saddam Hussein an aggressive dictator threatening his neighbors. The argument that we have a right and duty to resist aggression abroad, even that which has no immediate connection to preserving our rights and liberties, will be familiar to Americans. But as time and public opinion polling for U.S. military involvement in the region was firmly divided. Most Americans did not care about the geopolitical intrigue between two authoritarian dictatorships on the other side of the world. Uh, they would be made to care, however. On October the 10th, 1990, a 15-year-old Kuwaiti girl known only as Naraya to protect her from reprisals ostensibly testified before the Congressional Human Rights Caucus about what she had seen on recent trips to Kuwait. I saw Iraqi soldiers come to the hospital with guns. They took the babies out of the incubators, took the incubators, left the children to die on the floor. Floor. It was horrifying. The visual image of Iraqi troops butchering infants in hospitals seized the political world by storm. More than 30 million Americans saw footage of the testimony that night on ABC's Nightly News and NBC's Nightline. Seven senators cited the killings of the infants by Iraqi troops in their speeches in defense of war with Iraq. President Bush referred to Naraya's testimony of baby killings more than six times in public speeches about the war. Amnesty International initially supported Naraya's testimony. It was all a lie. Okay, it was all a lie. A revelant detail from the testimony had been left out. Naraya's last name in 1992 documentary for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. The U.S. media couldn't be bothered to do real journalism. Reporters from the show, The Fifth Estate, investigated Naraya's claims. They discovered that her real name was Naraya Al-Sabah. Her father was a Kuwaiti ambassador to the United States, uh, Saud Nasser al-Sabah. Both Nasser and Naraya were members of the Kuwaiti royal family and were part of a coordinated media campaign by the Kuwaiti government to gin up American support for the re- liberation of Kuwait. The Sabah family had ruled the small oil-producing kingdom since the late 19th century when Murbak al-Sabah murdered his brother and seized power and brought, and brought the small Gulf nation to British orbit. 
Uh, today, Kuwait is one of the poorest Gulf states and rife with corruption. Kuwait, uh, uh, far from being a beacon of democracy, was and is repressive, neo-feudal, fiefdom in the hands of a single family. On their behalf, 149 American troops died in the first Gulf War, and U.S. taxpayers spent $116 billion to take this regime from the hands of Saddam Hussein and return it to al-Sabah oligarchs. Uh, all of this was part of the uh, skillful, because of the skillful propaganda campaign worked by the Kuwaiti government. Citizens for Free Kuwait and interest groups that received money from the Kuwaiti government spent $10 million to gin up war fever. They hired consulting groups, Hill and Knowlton, to heal, help them craft their public relations strategy. It was Hill and Knowlton that zeroed in the strategy of emphasizing the Iraqi war crimes. Uh, it goes on and on and on, but, but suffice to say, uh, and, and I guarantee you, most of you were not even aware of that. Most of you were not aware uh, that that uh, young lady, the 15-year-old that testified, that was really the premise for going to war with Hussein, was all a bald-faced lie. Uh, and uh, and so uh, if, if the fake uh, Naraya testimony teaches us anything, it is that Americans desperately need and deserve to have a real country, one that isn't for sale to the highest bidder. And uh, if, if there's anything that we uh, have learned and needed to learn, uh, whether it is Vietnam, whether it is uh, Iraq, whether it is Iran, uh, whether it is Afghanistan, that uh, War Inc., the uh, the uh, military industrial complex will say anything. They will do anything to get us into war so that we uh, ratchet up the war machine. We ratchet up the production. We ratchet up, uh, and billions and billions of dollars are pumped in, uh, to the stockholders, uh, and the subsequent, uh, stockholders that are politicians. Uh, it is a, a, a crying shame is what it is, to be quite honest with you. Um, one Spanish Civil War, uh, 1936-1939. Again, this is American greatness. Um, uh, uh, 1936-39, the Civil War in Spain became a European laboratory of new tactics, strategies, logistics, wartime morality, and weapons. Uh, check that out over at American Greatness. You'll you'll enjoy that. I, I love that uh, website. It's it's uh, actually uh, quite uh, quite amazing. I, I appreciate them. Uh, very, very much. Um, uh, let me see here. Oh, uh, France. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I told you I want to get this. This is over at BitChute. Uh, and, uh, let me, uh, let me see if I can get this for you. Uh, hold on just a minute. Okay, this is a, uh, and, uh, it's, it's gonna be hard for you to hear it, but, uh, what it is, it's over at BitChute and it is emergent evidence of electoral fraud with voting slips from Marine Le Pen, uh, being unusable. And basically what they did, they used a, a, a paper that could not be written on. You've had that happen. You go to the, you go to get a piece of paper and you go to write on it and it's super slick and it won't allow you to, uh, put anything legible on a piece of paper. That's exactly, uh, what looks like they may have done, uh, over in France. And so listen, uh, the statists, the globalists will do anything 
they can. Uh, in fact, uh, three hours ago, it was said that uh, civil war begins in France after rigged election. Um, uh, and uh, there, there's quite a bit going on over there. Uh, pray for uh, the people of France. I've got some friends over there uh, in France, so uh, be sure and uh, that are visiting there actually from uh, Little Rock. And uh, so so pray for them and pray for everybody over there that um, that they would be safe because that's uh, it's a scary situation. People are fed up. Uh, Dirtbag Chris Way, uh, Ray, this is on Gateway Pundit, uh, by the way. Um, uh, Dirtbag Chris Ray called January 6th a terrorist attack. Liza says people stormed the Capitol. Uh, but here's, uh, and he says here is the actual video. And the actual video uh, shows nothing to be further from the truth. Again, uh, we, we just have a, <laughs> we, we have an FBI that is, uh, is, is corrupt. There's no other way to say it. I mean, there's, there's no other way to say it. It's, it's just purely, completely, uh, cor- corrupt. Uh, there, there's one video at nine, at 247, please, uh, wearing yellow gear, close the doors, please. Pr- uh, presence then increases. No more individuals enter through the Upper West Terrace doors. Uh, and uh, you, you saw this. You've seen enough video, even though there's 14,000 hours. There's enough video evidence uh, for, for you to see that uh, the police were either unlocking doors and waving people in, in their visiting with them, talking with them. Uh, and what they did, they, they suckered them in. Uh, and then they used that as cover uh, to thwart. Uh, the hearing that was going on, uh, January the 6th that Mike Pence had lied and said that he was going to hold, uh, about the integrity of the, uh, Biden electors. But of course he stabbed President Trump and, uh, the American citizens in the back and didn't do either one. And so, um, uh, that's, um, um, uh, historic hum- humiliation, Trump endorsed candidates sweep establishment, GOP picks as Michigan grassroots rise up, uh, win against all odds. Uh, I think this is talking about JD, uh, let's see. Uh, let me read this too. This is actually by Patty McMurray. Uh, this was at 6.30 tonight. Uh, Trump endorsed candidates sweep establishment, GOP picks. Uh, 100% fed up exclusive and what all can be described as historic election. Uh, Michigan GOP delegates wiped out decades of establishment rule yesterday at the GOP state convention with their votes to elect Trump endorsed uh, election integrity candidates. Uh, Christina uh, Caramo for the Secretary of State, Constitutional Attorney Matt DiPerno for Attorney General as their choice to run the 2022 general election. Over 2,000 GOP delegates and alternates gathered together today in Grand Rapids, Michigan, to cast critical votes for the next Republican Secretary of State and Attorney General. So evidently in Michigan, they do it uh, with delegates at their convention rather than a primary like we do here in uh, Arkansas. Uh, but anyway, Trump's uh, supported uh, people, uh, candidates won, uh, and uh, we see that um, – uh, grassroots candidates with no political experience, limited campaign funds, ran against career politicians like Tom Leonard, who was showered with money endorsements from establishment Republicans, anti-America first, uh, PAC money, and they lost anyway. So that's, that's excellent. We love it. Um, 
And so we're, we're going to see that all through the United States. We're going to see people with not a lot of money beating people with a lot of money. Here's a fascinating dynamic going on here in Arkansas. And it, it uh, actually involves, uh, Doc Washburn is Doc is ironically running against a Trump endorsed candidate. That is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. But after, uh, President Trump endorsed her, uh, and after her two opponents were no better than her or as good as her, uh, Tim Griffin and Leslie Rutledge dropped out because she had the endorsement of President Trump and she had $13 million. They dropped out. She turns around and she endorses French Hill, who said that uh, President Trump is to blame and said that uh, the uh, stolen election is a, f- a fallacy. Uh, and, uh, and a fable and a fallacy. John Bozeman, she endorsed John Bozeman, talking about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, for, for senator, and she endorsed French Hill for U.S. Congress District 2. And uh, she did all this after her two opponents dropped out. So th- what this did is predicate or, or, uh, cause so many people, 500 people to get on her Facebook page and say, what are you doing? What are you doing supporting French Hill? What are you doing supporting John Bozeman? Not only can I no longer support you, I can't vote for you. And that's how uh, Dot Washburn became a candidate for governor of the state of Arkansas. People started giving him money. Uh, we've had over 400,000 views of our YouTube uh, ads. Uh, and, uh, folks, I'm telling you, I, I think it is not just possible. I think it could even be probable that Doc Washburn upsets with less than a hundred thousand dollars. He upsets Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who has $13 million and the endorsement of Donald Trump. Uh, because what we found was right after Donald Trump endorsed her and after the other two back, uh, dropped out, uh, her opponents, she goes to Indiana and she starts campaigning and raising money with the ultimate betrayer, Mike Pence. Uh, that has to have, uh, President Trump, uh, uh, having him to have great pause and say, listen, I can't support her, uh, but he's not come out as of yet. If he comes out and withdraws his endorsement of her, it's game set and match. It's not even going to be close. We'll beat her, uh, by 30 points. Uh, and, and, uh, but, but I'm telling you, Doc is working. He is, he is all over the map. He's at four or five, uh, six places a day. And burning the candle from both ends. That's why I'm on here tonight. Uh, so we just appreciate you. Appreciate you giving, uh, me this opportunity, giving him this opportunity. And, uh, want to, uh, throw in another one of our sponsors here just because, uh, they mean so much to us and they're such a help to us. And, uh, I want to, uh, talk to you about, uh, Justin Minton, uh, and the law firm, uh, the Justin Minton law firm. So here we go. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. 
So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court is a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justice team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton, make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. Again, if you can't remember those numbers or websites, just simply go to docwashburnshow.com. Uh, we're right there on the very top, uh, all of our advertisers, and uh, those links are all live, and you can just click on those. Another one of those is Jonathan Presswood at Edwards Jones Investments. We're going to hear from Doc right now about Jonathan Presswood. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement. But how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there. And there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right. Thank you again for indulging us on that. A uh, question that I would like to ask you, and I want to get into a little bit here uh, in the uh, second uh, part of our show tonight is, uh, you know, and far be it from me because I've just been so enamored with uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, and uh, I think most of us on here would say that he's just been, you know, every governor needs to be uh, like Governor DeSantis. Uh, but. At the same time, uh, we have been so bamboozled by politicians. We have seen politicians uh, talk so tough, the Lindsey Grahams of the world, the Ted Cruz's of the world. They're going to Marco Rubio. They're going to, you know, they're going to really tear people up. Kevin McCarthy, they're going to really, you know, they're going to really get a hold of people. They're really going to do something uh, all the time. They're all, somebody's always going to go to prison. Somebody's always going to be in trouble and nothing, absolutely nothing happens. And so, uh, 
you know, it's 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 natural after we have been lied to and we have been uh, bamboozled and we have been betrayed, quite honestly, so often um, that uh, that we we take a real hard look. That's why I have such great hope, uh, especially in a primary, because these re- these Republican primary voters all over the United States, all of you, no matter what state you're in, you have learned to look uh, for signals and signs. Uh, you have learned not just to take a politician's word, but to look at not only what they're saying, but what they're actually doing and what they have done. And, uh, that's what makes, uh, President Trump so, uh, attractive to the primary voter. Uh, and that gives me great hope, quite honestly, for Doc Washburn, because Doc Washburn, uh, for the 10 years or eight years that I've known him, he has never failed to stand up for what's right. He's never stand, uh, failed to speak truth to power. And then we see someone like Sarah Huckabee Sanders who worked for President Trump. He, he put her on the map. He's the one responsible for her being able to even collect $13 million. And then she turns around, and stabs him in the back by endorsing French Hill, endorsing John Bozeman, going and doing fundraisers and calling Mike Pence her close friend and Mike Pence calling her his close friend. I, I would not be surprised whatsoever if Mike Pence, which will be a total joke, runs for the presidency in 2024, and his running mate is none other than Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, I, I, I'm almost guaranteeing you that's what's going to happen. Um, but uh, and I think that's why she's raising so much money, uh, folks. She she did an uh, an advertisement the other day. One of her first, I think, if it was not her first advertisement, uh, it was a two minute commercial and never mentioned the state of Arkansas because she's not running. In fact, someone asked her about all this running around all over the country and she said you bet you she said i'm i'm going all over the country promoting uh the state you know but really she's running for president she's running she's auditioning for vice president with mike pence that's what this is all about so we we are jaded and so part of that jadedness uh probably causes me to look a little harder maybe uh that i should and i think it's the first time if i'm not mistaken that I've really taken a second look at something that Governor DeSantis has done and uh, just want to know really, uh, you know, what uh, what the thought process was. And I want to do a little bit more digging and maybe we can talk about it some more next week. But I'm going to do some more digging. But something that really kind of uh, troubled me and puzzled me is when uh, the legislation went forth and he signed the bill. Uh, I believe it was a bill. If not, it was an executive order that. Uh, children could not be taught uh, uh, sex education. He stopped it at the fourth grade, if I'm if I remember right. And I'm not pulling that up here right now. Uh, I've got something else pulled up. But if I remember right, he stopped it at fourth grade. Well, that that concerns me because fourth grade is what nine years, ten years old. Uh, you know, I, I would say even middle school, even high school, you shouldn't be teaching children about transgenderism or any of that garbage uh, in school. That is not what they go to school to learn. They go to school to learn reading, writing, arithmetic, geography, uh, civics, uh, not transgenderism, not homosexuality, not uh, sexuality and uh, uh, all these things about genitalia and, and all this garbage uh, that they're promoting. So I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not sure why, but but I know it's a lot of it is I've been just so jaded by so many politicians, uh, you know, uh, double crossing us and 
appearing to be tough. Uh, but, but maybe, uh, you know, maybe that was a starting point. I don't know, but I'm going to dig into that a little bit. And if you would like to dig into it, uh, shoot me at copeland.donny at gmail.com, copeland.donny at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at, uh, Donnie Copeland. You hit me up on Gab at Donnie Copeland. You hit me up on Truth Social at Donnie Copeland. And, uh, I'll, I'll be on all of those. Um, uh, but so, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of perplexed. I'm kind of perplexed about why uh, he would stop at fourth grade. Uh, I would be concerned enough if it was seventh or ninth grade, but fourth grade really, really bothers me. But he has been so, I'm talking about Governor DeSantis, Governor DeSantis has been so reliably conservative and pushed back. Um, but man, I'm telling you, it's just, it's tough to trust anybody. I, I know when I was in the legislature, it got to the point where uh, one time we were voting on something and we had, I think, 26 people when we started that was going to vote against it. So we had, you know, we were able to thwart, uh, a supermajority and, um, it, because we had so many Republicans voting for this Democratic bill, uh, and we had 26 people voting against it. So we we're going to be able to stop it. By the time we voted, we had 13 people voting with us and just got, you know, just got embarrassed, just got shell shocked. The 13 of us, we still voted against it. Uh, but we went in there. We sat down in the, uh, you know, in the chamber uh, with 26 votes, 29 votes maybe, uh, because we needed 26. We had 29, I, I, if I remember right, and we came away with 13. And uh, it was like, you know, this one's husband got a medical clinic. This one's wife got a job with a governor, and just on and on and on, uh, they got bought off. It's not greasy. Uh, paper bags with, you know, uh, fresh, uh, hundred dollar bills banded together. Uh, it's a little more nuanced than that. Uh, we're going to, uh, take one more break. And right after we take this break, we're going to go right into our tweet of the day. So we're excited about that today. Got some good ones for you. And, uh, right now we're going to, uh, hear from, uh, from Dot Washburn as he talks about, uh, uh, something that he's really, really passionate about. And that is, uh, upper cervical care, and uh, it is uh, the good people up at the uh, upper, upper cervical center, uh, and you will know it as TurnMyPowerOn.com, uh, but uh, here goes. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux. Eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, do yourself a favor. 
If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. You're outside Central Arkansas. Go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Yeah, and again, if you're having trouble uh, remembering those numbers or their particular websites, just simply go to DocWashburnShow.com, uh, and you'll see right there at the top all of our uh, all of our advertisers, uh, Red River Your Way, Justin Minton Law, My Family Health Plan, Edwards Jones, uh, and TurnMyPowerOn.com. All those are live links. You can just click on them, go right there, and they can take care of you. Our uh, Producer, uh, Brian Coolis, uh, we call him uh, the cool one around here, uh, has put together uh, our uh, intro for Tweet of the Day. And so uh, take it away, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Don Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Yeah, the Tweet of the Day is brought to you by... Red River Your Way, that big old car dealership that believes in liberty, uh, and they will uh, have a car uh, delivered right to your front door. Uh, they're not the ones with the vending machines. They don't spend money on vending machines or fancy commercials, uh, but they uh, believe in liberty. And uh, just side note, when uh, Doc was fired from uh, Cumulus Media, uh, the first company that called us and said, we want to support you. We want to be a part of what you're doing was none other than Red River Your Way. And so we're just uh, very, very indebted to them and what they have meant to us. So uh, we're very, very uh, thankful for them. So our tweet of the day uh, is, um, remember I told you uh, that the Las Vegas shooting was uh, rotten to the core. Remember I told you that? Uh, this is, uh, Jack Posobiec. Some of you know him, uh, 1776 Poso, P-O-S-O. It's at Jack Posobiec. That's P-O-S-O-B-I-E-C. Uh, and here's what he said. Good afternoon. Uh, Stephen Paddock. This was, um, today at 545. Good afternoon. Stephen Paddock wired a hundred thousand dollars to his girlfriend in the Philippines one week before the Las Vegas shooting. And had multiple emails talking about the selling, uh, about selling guns. Have a nice day. Uh, look here. Here's an affidavit that reads, I'm telling you folks, there is so much, there's so much corruption. Um, you want to know why JFK was assassinated? Uh, you want to know why Donald Trump uh, and, and I really, really thought they would do everything they could to uh, physically harm Donald Trump. But instead, they figured out how to uh, defeat him uh, with ballot harvesting, with uh, stealing the election. But here's an affidavit. Central Park uh, Live dot com sent an email to Central Park four eight zero four at Gmail, which read try an AR before you buy. We have a huge selection located in the Las Vegas area. Later that day, an email was received back from Central Park 
that red. We have a wide variety of optics and ammunition. Try and lastly, uh, Central Part One at live.com. Send an email to Central Part Four Eight Zero Four. Said for a thrill tryout bump fire ARs with a hundred round magazine. Investigators believe these communications may have been related to the eventual attack that occurred uh, at the Mandalay, Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. I told you from the very beginning, um, uh, oh, this is from Anthony Lennon. Says, I was in Vegas the night uh, that this happened. I was not at the concert, still stunned. This was buried. Staff at Sunrise Hospital said tons of patients who were facing the stage were shot on their left side. And the shooter was on the other side, by the way. Yet the authorities never interviewed the staff at Sunrise. Um, so um, uh, Arthur Burton says the same dopey Prince Al Walid, who owns a large stake in Twitter, also owned the four top floors of the Mandalay Bay Hotel on the night uh, Paddock set up his gun turret. Now they are owned by Bill Gates. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I'm telling you. Um, Adrian D. also said uh, that uh, the shooter also paid off all his gambling debts around the same time. And the only way martyrs can, can't can get into heaven while committing jihad is if they have unpaid debts. Yet they're still paying, yet they're still saying there was no motive. Um, so um, lots of unanswered questions involving the case. I wonder why. Um, folks, I'm telling you. that the, the um, now I'm, I'm gonna get a little, um, religious on you here for a moment. Just hang with me, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna quote a scripture to you, and, and this is gonna be fascinating. How many of you remember the party lines? You remember the party lines where you could be on the phone? I remember we had one for a short time. My dad was probably trying to save money. And, uh, every time my mom would try to get on the phone and talk to one of her friends, uh, the elderly lady next door or behind us, whatever, was on the phone, so that didn't last long. Um, and my mom's like, you know, get me my own line. And my dad obviously did. But, um, you know, you, you can find out some stuff if you, if you listen in on the party line, right? Uh, and so let me tell you about the, the ultimate party line. Okay. Uh, uh, and it's in the Bible. It's, it's the ultimate TMZ. It's the ultimate gossip, uh, column, but it's not gossip. It's the real thing. Uh, and that is there is coming a day when everything that has been hidden will be known. Did you know that was in the Bible? A lot of you do. You already know that was in the Bible. But I'm going to read it to you tonight. And I think about this a lot when I think about all the corruption uh, that is out there. Uh, and this is in Luke. It's also in Mark 4.22. It's in Matthew uh, 10.26. Uh, but... Um, I was thinking it actually was in, uh, in, in Revelation. Uh, but listen to this. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. That's in Luke chapter eight, verse 17. Folks, you talk about a fascinating, fascinating, however time is measured when we get to that time of accountability known as the great white throne judgment. And 
God is going to judge men. You see Barack Obama and Joe Biden and the GOP and uh, the CIA uh, and the FBI. They, th- you know, Slick Willie and Hillary and uh, all these people and Lindsey Graham and whomever else, the other sleazebags. You know, they think they're, they, they, they think they've gotten away with this. They laugh. They sit out, you know, on the back porch and look out over the Atlantic in, uh, on Martha's Vineyard, uh, and, and laugh about stealing the election. But I want to read it to you again, Luke 8 and 17. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known and brought out into the open. Every single bit of this, who murdered JFK, uh, who was behind it, uh, who killed, who really killed Abraham Lincoln, uh, who was really behind uh, the, the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan, uh, who was really behind uh, MLK, uh, who, what all is behind the Las Vegas shooting, uh, how they stole the election. If it is not known on this side of eternity, it will be known one day. Uh, you say, well, it'd be too late. And no, it won't. No, it won't. Don't, don't despair. And so I don't want you feeling frustrated. I don't want you feeling like we've lost. We have not lost. You keep staying vigilant. You keep trying. You keep digging. You keep grinding. You keep giving that five bucks. You keep telling 20 other people about Doc Washburn, Conrad Reynolds, or whomever else in your state that is running that you know are are dependable conservatives. You keep on. And every time you get frustrated, you say, well, they got by with it. I want you to read Luke 8 and 17. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known are brought out into the open. I hope that makes you feel better today. It certainly does me. Hope you have a wonderful Monday. I look forward to visiting with you on, uh, on tomorrow on Tuesday. We're going to have a great time together. Uh, be sure and just keep uh, docking your prayers that he would just keep the strength up. Uh, if you can support him, either Patreon or go to elect.washburn.com and give a few bucks. Uh, I don't know a lot of you don't have it. Don't you worry about it if you can't, but if you can. And then tell people, if you're not from Arkansas, if you got people in Arkansas, say, hey, if you checked out Doc Washburn, I promise you all they have to do is watch him. Once they watch him, they flip every single time. And uh, be a part of history as uh, a, a, a man uh, with a 100000 or less dollars beats a 